Let's look at Acts chapter 1 to 4. The question I was going to ask, and you would have seen a lovely picture come up on the screen. What you would have been looking at on the screen now was, um, why, are daff- um, why are dandelions so prolific? Dandelions. There, are, there would be a picture of dandelions. A whole, I had this lovely photo of all these dandelions in this field. I don't know if you've noticed this year, but dandelions have been like they've never been. Um, and uh, they've been the, the, the worst they've ever been. So, but why? I asked the question, why are they so prolific? I've been digging them up in my garden. They are prolific. Um, yeah, it's a shame you can't see the photo. But I've got, I've got this photo, and I dug up two dandelions in my garden, and they had roots on them. I, I am not kidding you. These two dandelion plants had roots about seven or eight inches long. Um, they looked like... Well, I was, they almost looked like um, something like a, um, a carrot. They looked like carrots almost. They were that, that much. And I, so I've looked it up, and uh, they say that the root of a dandelion is a tap root, um, and that they really do grow down straight, very strong, and they grow about seven or eight inches down into the ground. That's why they really are, if you dig them up par- partially, they, they really are difficult to dig up. You've really got to go down very, very deep to dig these things. I've got this amazing photo of these things. It, it would be very nice. Beautiful, isn't it? I'll, I'll, I'm going to print this all out for you because it, it's, honestly, it's that good. Now, interesting. So, so dandelions are so prolific because they've got this amazing root. And this tap root goes straight down. And then once it gets right down, it puts out lots of little fibrous roots. So you've got to get right to the bottom. And if in our garden, I've started. To, Helen digs them up, and I've started digging them up. And there's little craters all over our garden where we've dug <laughs> these things up. But the idea is that they're going to grow. Roots. They've got amazing, incredible. They're prolific because they've got amazing roots. But not only have they got amazing roots, I've got another brilliant photo. This is such a good photo. And it shows the, the um, seeds. If you look at the head of a dandelion, it has all these... Um, Fluffy seeds, doesn't it? It's a ball of, of, of seeds, isn't it? Uh, and the wind. I've got this lovely photo of a, of a, of a one dandelion head. With the, it's, it's one of these photos that someone's took this, slow, and it shows you all these seeds being blown off this dandelion head by the wind. So they're prolific because they've got an amazing root system, and they've got one head. Now, I looked it up, and one dandelion head has between 50 to 170 seeds in one head. One head. 50. 54 to about 174. Uh, the University of Wisconsin looked into it. So there you go. Some, you, some person did a, a PhD in, in dandelions. And uh, <laughs> there you go. And um, it, it's, it's um, 50 to 174. Now, they, they, they went further than that. What they did was they worked out um, an approximate uh, working out is that one dandelion plant puts out about 2,000. That's just one head, 50 to 170. One plant puts out 2,000 seeds. They're prolific. They're blown by the wind. That's why I get them before they become seeds. I've even looked into this. This is how crazy I am. I looked into a time-lapse. It was one-month dandelion head growing. And it was a one-month time-lapse in one and a half minutes. You can go on YouTube, you can look at this, and you see this lovely yellow flower growing. 
and then it's growing, and then as it moves, and then it starts to close up. And then as, when it closes up, all the leaves fall off, there's this seed head. So when you see the flowers, you've got to get them up quick, because otherwise the seeds go everywhere. So they're prolific because this amazing root system and all of these seeds that are carried by the wind. I've got this fantastic photo. You'd love to see it, honestly. It's a, it's a, anyway, there we go. Now, um, so at the University of Wisconsin, they looked at an average acre. America, they still do acres. I still think acres. We do hectares and all that business that now. But anyway, they did this average acre, and of a, you would have seen the lovely photo that you would have seen, which had all this field of dandelions. So an average acre covered in dandelions. Do you know how many seeds that puts out? They worked it out roughly 2.4 million. This is why the world can be taken over by dandelions. <laughs> They're prolific. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. There is a reason why I'm going. It's not because I have this weird obsession with dandelions, okay? I'm going to find out who's done it, but someone's put uh, a question, and it's, um, why, is it, who made da- why did God make dandelions or something? In, you've got questions, God's got answers. I have a suspicion, I think I know it could be someone quite nearby me at the moment. But um, anyway, so it's interesting. So, so dandelions are planted and they are prolific. And Jesus wants his church to be, and you and me, to be planted and prolific. Uh, there's, we're going to go somewhere with this over the next few days together. And we're, so in May, we're thinking of Pentecost Sunday in a few weeks' time. And uh, the, the way that the early church uh, were, seemed to be planted in Christ, but then were spread by the Spirit, the, the wind of the Spirit blew, and all those seeds just got scattered, as it were, as you would have seen in that lovely photo of all the seeds being scattered by the... Uh, look, it's here, it's beautiful. Look at that. You can't see it, but... It's, it's a beautiful photo, honestly. I mean... No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's an awesome photo. I, and I'm, I've uh, put it on Facebook page, so our church Facebook. It's a lovely photo. But um, anyway, so there's all these seeds. Now, Jesus speaks of a, a, a prolific, multiplying vision of the kingdom of God. In, if, you've got, if you've got a, a Bible handy, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 30 to 32, Jesus says this about the kingdom of God, which he envisaged would be a growing, multiplying, prolific kingdom, actually, just like the seeds of a dandelion. It spread and spread and spread. And he says this in Mark chapter 4, verses 30 to 32, and he said, How shall we picture the kingdom of God, or by what parable shall we present it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the soil, Though it is smaller than all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is sown, grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade. That's the New American Standard translation. Notice the kingdom of God is like a seed, a mustard seed, smaller than even a dandelion seed, much, much smaller. And Jesus said, it grows to be a mighty tree. Jesus had a multiplying vision of the kingdom of God, a growing vision. The growth in our hearts, in our lives, and the growth through our lives to the world around us. So God wants to grow in us and through us, and he will touch the world in us 
the church, people, and through us. And so this is the picture that Jesus had of the seed. So it's Mark chapter 4, uh, verse 30 to 32. Now, moving on swiftly. Um, again, I've got a lovely photo, but you can't see it. But it's, sort of a, it's a, a map of the early church. I will. I, I will I'm going to print all this out for you. And um, there's a map of the early church. And I found this map of the early church, the spread of the early church. And what started in Jerusalem within 70 years, 60 to 70 years, so the book of Acts that we're going to read was written about 66 AD. So that's 33, 30-something years, 33, 36 years after Jesus, something like that, roughly speaking, 66, 70 AD. But over 30 years after Jesus, the, the writing of the book of Acts is a chronology of the history of the story of the early church growing. And within, within the lifetime of the apostles, once the apostles, the last apostles breathed their last breath, the church had spread from Jerusalem up to Antioch in the north, past Damascus, Syria, Lebanon, Syria, um, into parts of Turkey, Asia Minor, and the Revelation, Church of the Revelation, across into Greece, uh, Philippi, um, um, uh, and uh, Corinth, and then uh, over to Italy, Rome, and North Africa, Carthage, parts of the early church grew. And if you see a map, it's really quite spectacular. And all the more when you think they didn't have the means that you and I have, sending an email, they had to do it in person. They did it in person. And in less than 70 years, the church had gone from a tiny little upper room group, a little sect that's changed the world and the history of the world and the history of the Western world. Democracy and the way our world is and based on the Bible, the whole Western world has a huge heritage, all because of a few people caught the wind of the Spirit, were planted, but they were prolific. They multiplied. So there's something in the early church and there's something that we can learn and maybe regain for church today. And so multiply. So when I first came to, to our church, I shared a vision about unify. And now in the last 18 months, I've been thinking more and more along the line of God saying, now multiply, now multiply. So the two sort of go together. So, okay. So Jesus has this vision of a growing church, a multiplying church, a prolific church, a church that's planted to be prolific. And so today, that's what we're going to look at. We're planted to be prolific. And what does it mean to be planted? And what does it mean to be prolific, to multiply, to grow? God growing in us, the kingdom in us, and the kingdom growing through us. And if we're planted and God grows in us, we will bear fruit naturally, the kingdom through us. But we get all wound up about having to do stuff to spread the kingdom. But God says, come take a step back. And if we are grounded, planted, and the roots go down deep into Jesus, planted in the house of God, rooted and planted in Christ, planted in the word of God, we will bear fruit naturally. If we're not bearing fruit, then I say, where are we planted? So this is what we're looking at. Where are we planted? How are we planted? Maybe redigging some of that, potting ourselves back afresh in fresh earth, fresh ground, as it were, fresh word, uh, maybe for some of us, and then bearing fresh fruit naturally and multiplying and growing the kingdom of God, growing. Okay, so then, so if we then look in the next few moments, so enough of me. I'm going to stop there uh, and not say any more there. But what we're going to do now 
is, uh, so that's an introduction. Today's an introduction to a theme, five sessions. This is the introductory session. We're going to have three more sessions that will develop the theme. And then our final fifth session will be a praying and commissioning and releasing and praying the power of the Holy Spirit and receiving that and releasing that upon church and upon others and upon each other and releasing that into work and life. And we sort of were doing that in the life group that met earlier on today. Prayed a little bit like this as well already. So that's where we're going. So introduction today, develop the next few, two or three weeks, and then the final fifth session will be praying and commissioning and releasing in power. So then, um, the question I'm going to ask is, how did the early church multiply? There's your question. The answer is, I sort of found, and we're going to discuss this together now, in Acts so I think with the time that we have, I want us to sort of finish for about nine o'clock. So I want, to, I want to give us time to sort of discover and look at this together and ourselves. I'm not going to say any more now, but what I'd like us to do is, uh, I would say, group of four or five at the most, five at the most, four or five at the most. Let's get into groups of four or five, mix and match, move about a little bit. Uh, if you don't know somebody's name, introduce yourself. Um, This is an opportunity for us to mingle a little as well. And that's the whole idea of what we're doing, is sharing vision. And uh, I want you to answer the question, how did the early church multiply? I want you to look at Acts chapters 1 and 2. So go through Acts chapter 1 and look at some of the principles or points that you think, hey, they, they were this. I'll give you an example. They were together. So unity and togetherness is a powerful thing in the process of being planted. But what does that unity mean? What does it mean? We can all say they were united. What does that mean? How does that work out in church? How does that work out in life? How does that work out with one another? So I want you to, that's just one sort of example. So if we could get into some groups, get your Bibles and share and let's look. So Acts 1 and Acts 2 is what you're going to look at. So take chapter 1 and then look at chapter 2. If we have time, 3 and 4 is what I I looked at. I looked at Acts chapter 1 right the way through to 4 to get the first few months. But I think the time that we have tonight, one and two. So stay with one and two. And if you can skim three and four, please do. But stick with one and two, okay? So what you'll do is you'll discuss it with one another. Write it down. Have a look. Look, Go through chapter one first and find some things and share it together. We want to share with one another. Um, And... uh, and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll round up a little bit and I'll bring some things that I found and we'll sort of share together and then close and pray together. You've, you've had a chance to um, look at Acts 1 and Acts 2. Yes, I take it you've been able to... No, no one's done as far as 3 and 4, have you? But I, I said, to, yeah, constant because of the time that was allotted. But interesting to have a look at chapter 3 and 4. It sort of covers quite a number of months in the early church, really. Not that this is now the picture of how we should do church, but it's a bit of a snapshot on some principles of a vibrant church and a church that was growing and was prolific in its, in its, in its influence and growth. And so there are some principles in there that we can um, pick up. So I listened to what Ben and Tim said, and I downloaded everything onto my phone. and It works better on a phone than it does on a silly old iPad. So I'm going to get rid of the iPad now. Never use that again. But, um, yeah, there's the picture that you would have seen of all those lovely dandelions. Look at those for roots. And this is one that Dave prepared earlier. So 
You might find that in your garden. I might come to and transplant it in your garden, which is fresh if you want that in your salad. But you can see those. Look at that. Look at those. The roots, the roots are amazing, aren't they? Just so you know, I did. It's a lovely photo, that, isn't it? Prolific. See, now, the th- it's interesting. It's the wind of the Spirit. It's in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit does that with the early church. The breath of God comes, and, and then they're spread throughout the world, which is quite spectacular. And I think being planted and allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe upon us and spread us out. Um, church grew all over the place. So as it said, it went from being down here in Jerusalem, spreading all the way to Rome, all in less than about 70 years. Pretty amazing when you consider they didn't send an email, they sent themselves. And it took months, if not years, to travel anywhere. Spectacular. Spectacular. And that's all within the first, that's within the first sort of life of all the apostles, those churches grew. How about that? Even down in um, Egypt, I think that's Libya, isn't it? Sort of Libya, Tunisia, that sort of coast, which is incredible. Incredible growth of the early church. Um, now, okay, so rounding up then, some of the things that you found. Um, so is it similar to, is there anything that you found that is, that I've not, I mean, it's not a definitive list, but as you look in those things, you'll see that they were together. That's, in other words, they were present. Today we have so many things in our lives that take our time. People say, I'm with you in spirit, which we are in spirit, but they were also present, weren't they? Like we're present now, aren't we? Um, unity, their love was demonstrated, so their uni- unity was demonstrated. Uh, th- th- you know, you come across that word, they devoted themselves. This is being rooted, planted. Apostles teaching, it's the New Testament. They planted in the New Testament. So the reading of the New Testament for you and I, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, prayer, there, there's this amazing... Um, breath of God in their lives, uh, working together. There were, there's the sense of generosity uh, in, in, you know, you would have come across that again and again and again, wouldn't you? Um, the joyfulness, worshipful, prayerful. Not that these are all things that we have to do, but I'm saying that there was this, there were roots were in the relationship with Jesus, the New Testament, the teachings of the apostles, which we call the New Testament for us now. But then they were blown and spread so they were out and about so if they were rooted planted roots going down deep we see in the first few areas they were the the breath of the spirit seemed to take their hearts but you have to be rooted first you have to be planted have good roots um and it says they were out and about so they met at the temple they met house to house it's as if they were going about their daily life off they were walking to go to pray and they meet a lame man and they reach out and he gets healed. Lots of the miracles happen in the streets. Interesting. Lots of the healings and miracles that Jesus did were out and about. There's a lot of the miraculous, people say we want to see more of the miraculous today. It, they didn't have, it, with time we've got more meetings and more church buildings and things. We have our meetings here. But they were, seemed to be out and about. That's why I wrote out and about because the Holy Spirit just took them and he like that, he just breathed on them and scattered them everywhere. And wherever they went, seeds were planted in people. They didn't have to work hard at it. And the, again, the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit breathed in them, there was a sense of boldness to be, not to do stuff, but to be who you are in Christ. We get hung up on doing stuff more and more, be more productive. But when we talk about multiply, it doesn't mean we need to be more productive. We need to be deeper. And if we be, then we'll be fruitful. 
we will be fruitful. Dandelion plant just puts out 170 seeds. Didn't worry about, I know, it's a lot, isn't it? I've got all those plants in my garden. And um, didn't think about it. But, we t- you know, and, but they were bold. And it's, it's the Lord added to their number. God did all that. I, I, I mustn't worry too much about who is not and who is. All I do is just put out the seeds. So we talk ourselves out of things. I, 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 I mean, is it, did you find anything? What, what other things did you find? Just, just quickly. Is there anything that you found that you think? Go on, Helen, shout it out. So significant day they gather together because it was the Feast of Pentecost, which celebrates fruitfulness and harvest. God's plan was for fruitfulness and harvest of the world, wasn't it? And that's what Pentecost is all about. The Spirit breathing life for a harvest of the world. You're absolutely right. Fruitfulness is, in, is part of our DNA. We've got to be planted well, though. That's, that's, a, that's a great point. Any, anything else? Any, go on, Russ. Yes. Yes. So, so, they, so there's this... So just as there was the picture of the dandelion head with all the wind blowing those seeds, the, the power of the Spirit breathed into them. Boldness. Um, yeah, true. And out they went. Um, yeah, yeah. So you, you 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 see that again and again, don't you? Very in touch with with God, in touch with the Spirit, very much so. Where there's p- the power, there's always prayer. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's always being in touch and prayer. You're absolutely right. Not that we need to, you know, you know, more meetings, you know, more people. Let's all come to the prayer meeting. You know, there is that sometimes that, that but there is that aspect of um, you can't escape the fact. Again, it's the, you know, the picture of the, you know, the, the dandelion head, the breathing of the Spirit. It, it's where, as we pray, that the breath of God is released in our hearts. But I hear people say to me, when's the revival? And why, why don't we see this? And why don't we do that? And I, I would say to them, it's the Holy Spirit. If, we, if we're in touch with the Spirit, if we're, if we're prayerful, if our hearts are open, if we're planted, if our roots go down deep, if we're prayerful, then the, the prayerful aspect releases the wind of the Spirit in our hearts and lives. And we will be scattered. The seeds will be scattered. But we have to be planted to be prolific. We're prolific as the, the seeds are released. The Holy Spirit breathes life into that which is planted. Isn't it interesting? It says they were devoted. They were together. They were consistent. They were prayerful. And the Spirit came. So there's this planting to be prolific, to be fruitful. And the two have to go hand in hand. And so what we're going to look to unpack in the weeks ahead is this idea of what does it mean to be planted, rooted in Christ, planted in the house of God, planted in the church. Um, To be prolific is to be released in the things of the Spirit as we're prayerful. And um, as those two things come together, and um, so the, the group that I was with this afternoon talked a bit about boldness. That was something that was picked up on interestingly, and they talked about the idea of that I'm afraid, different people were saying that, and we're fearful at times to say such and such or do such and such. Not that we have to go at saying things, but we get a bit fearful. And um, I don't know what I was going to say next. They said that, yes, sir, they, were, they, they were talking about being, this idea of being fearful, but um, the Spirit breathes his life. Yeah. Yeah, there is that aspect. Yeah, you're right. To be to be that you're right and that's what this person this person was saying the person said I sometimes we talk ourselves out of something because I I, I get fearful at times about certain things I think, oh they're not going to they think I'm an idiot or they're not going to listen or they're not going to be interested they're not going to want to come and so we don't don't say or do anything 
And I do that. We all do that. Most of us do that. Not most of us. Lots of people identify with that. Put it that way. And um, But we see with the early disciples, they did get beaten up. They were martyred. They were killed. They were had great powerful things happened. Great miracles happened. The church grew, but the church was found difficulty as well. But there was this, they didn't talk themselves out of something. Perhaps it's because they were in touch with Jesus. He'd not that long been resurrected. Many of them in that group had seen the risen Jesus. So there is that aspect. But we have in some greater things, greater Jesus said for those that don't see but still believe. For us, it's, it's even greater. The potential is even greater for you and I. So um, for us not to talk ourselves out of something sometimes. But um, yeah, so it's, it's very, very powerful. Okay, uh, let's stop there. Let's um, pray together, shall we? God bless you. You've been great. And uh, sorry for the technical hitch, but it's all now all on my phone and it's on the cloud apparently. And because I saved it on the cloud, I've been able to just download it to the phone. So it's amazing, isn't it? So I'm going to do that for Sunday in future now, just in case my iPad breaks down. Let's pray. Yeah, Lord, thank you. Um, Lord Jesus, t- uh, tonight as we, we, we gather, uh, really in- introducing a theme of being planted to be prolific. But um, we can, well, some can plant, some can water, but it's God that gives the increase. And we're excited by that. Lord, you've called us to be fruitful. And uh, you want us to have good roots, rooted in Christ, planted in the house of God. Uh, Let the word of Christ be rooted, dwell in us richly. And as we then are planted and open to you, Holy Spirit, let you breathe your breath afresh, that will be filled afresh. The disciples will continually filled afresh. And these things together, as they flow together, there is a real sense that we are scattered. The seed of joy, of hope, of forgiveness, of uh, grace, of healing, deliverance of worship of lives changed that seed is just released from us naturally to those around us and so we pray that uh, that which we receive tonight and are inspired and encouraged tonight that we might rub off on one another that we might encourage one another look out for one another stir one another iron sharpen iron in our fellowship that we will feel a real fresh sense of your spirit stirring us moving in us we, we feel that you're doing something fresh amongst us. So thank God for the people, um, people on the Alpha course. Alpha's meeting tomorrow, the last one of 10 weeks, and three people have made commitments to follow Jesus. And a number of people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're so excited, Lord, at some of the things that are happening. Uh, people coming to the life of church here and young people's lives being changed and becoming Christians. Some great things happening at the moment, but Lord, we say more and our hearts are open to you. So would you just take our hearts and lives and the life of our church so that we might be fruitful in you. And uh, Pentecost was a, a celebration of fruitfulness and harvest. So we pray for fruit and harvest, fruit in our lives, and then you bring the harvest, Lord. Then you bring the harvest, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name we ask. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, folks. Thank you guys for serving tonight and helping out in all that's gone on. Share with others, encourage others as we meet together. Meeting next uh, Tuesday, we'll be looking at um, being grounded in the Word and growing in the Spirit.
grounded in the Word, growing in the Spirit is what we shall be looking at next week. And uh, look forward to seeing you, being together. Also, at 2 o'clock, there's a, uh, an afternoon meeting. If you can't make it at night, and if you can make it at night. Bless you. I said we wanted to finish at a reasonable time, so be blessed. Thank you so much for this evening.